Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford. And I am Ashley K. Smalls, co-hosting. Hi, Ashley. Hi. Uh, I Ashley and I talked about this real quick beforehand. I had texted, what, like two days ago I texted? Or yesterday? I don't know. I was like... And I give such a nervous baby that I was like, Ashley isn't text me back. She's mad at me. And then as soon as we jump on, you were like, I forgot to text you back. I mentally did. I don't know why you didn't get it. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, we're supposed to be on like a Professor X thing. I don't understand. When I think it, you should know what's going on. I think it's after we record, after we've hosted three episodes together. So after this, we'll be on that way. Okay, okay, okay. Just making sure. Uh, <laughs> all right. So yeah, we also have our guest today. We have the writer of the Garbage Day newsletter. Hello, my name is Ryan Broderick. Hi, Hi. Ryan. Hi, Hi Ryan. Uh, and we also have senior social producer for American Test Kitchen and general internet dweeb. Hello, my name is Connor Olmstead, uh, or Spiff, as one of my many uh, internet personas are. Hi, there. <laughs> Hi, Connor. Thank you, Connor. I got to give you all your flowers. Thank you for filling in so, so last minute. I think it was, what, three hours ago you said yesterday? Oh, yeah. But are, are you kidding? That's like, this is like a dream thing for me. I, all I was going to do is try to exercise and be healthy. And then all of a sudden, I get a DM from you just being like, hey, do you want to be on my super rad podcast where we talk about Moon Knight? And I'm like, uh, heck yes. That's much better use of my time. And also, I want everyone to know what like, I was like, oh, I saw your tweet. What, what was the tweet that uh, made me DM you, Connor? <laughs> um, so, so a random internet friend of mine on Twitter tweeted um, from the latest episode uh, of where he basically said something along the effect of like, I can't say why, but Conchu just sits like a perfect bisexual. And he literally <laughs> tagged me in that being like, can you confirm this? So me being the nerd that I am, I promptly asked my husband to take photos of me sitting like Conchu on top of our car <laughs> and then responded to that being like, oh, yeah, I can't confirm. Wait, I love that you took. I thought they were photos you already had. I was like, wow, that's impressive because no. he did. He is sitting like Kanshu in those nope, photos. Nope. I, uh, I, I seized a moment for some internet stupidity. I promptly got my wonderful supportive husband to stop working, go outside of our house <laughs> and take photos of me sitting on our car because what else am I going to do with my time? <laughs> Listen, I feel like you're in good company. Three of us understand uh, quote unquote content. So <laughs> <laughs> um, we're here to talk about Moon Knight episode three um ryan uh you know what i've been doing like episode overall but ryan tell me what you've thought of the show so far yo i don't know what this show's deal is <laughs> like i keep waiting for the show to sort of click into place and and i spent I, I almost like couldn't focus on the plot of this episode because after three episodes i'm like okay there's something weird about this show and I cannot for the life of me put my finger on if it's the direction, if it's the script, if it's the acting. But I, I just feel like I, like I I sort of get what they're trying to do, which is like they're putting you in Mark or Steven's shoes where you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. But I also just like I'm having a, a, a tough time following the show on like a factual level at this point. Um, I like what I'm seeing, but it, it feels like it's just kind of washing over me in a weird way. That's not unfair. Ashley, wasn't there a plot point last week when I was like, Ashley, what the hell were they doing this for? And like, I couldn't even remember. Yeah. You know, I feel like, um, like listening to people, cause like, uh, that feeling is something I've been here seeing a lot on Twitter and, and, you know, getting people's thoughts and also know that I am who I am as a person is like a Marvel fangirl. So it's also just like, I can see like five minutes of something I've never seen before from Marvel and pretty much be able to connect the dots. But for someone who like 
they've been kind of push, pushing the show is like you don't really need to know the other stuff and you technically don't but then it's like I, I guess maybe pacing wise it seems different for people um but I, I guess I'm starting to understand where, where some people are coming from um yeah. in terms of like but I, it, I guess also I feel like on some level it has to be that way because they're trying to convey you know the mentality of of Steven as well as Mark and right. and the you know going back and forth um and so I wonder if like this feeling of of it it being maybe a bit confusing is I don't want to say like on purpose in right. a sense of like they're trying to mislead the, the fans or something like that because we've had shows where it's like yes they're trying to mislead you but it's like more so like I wonder if it is this feeling of like it's not supposed to be clear cut because it literally isn't clear cut to the main character. Right. Yeah. yeah like it, it feels like it's like halfway. Like I kind of wish they would go like all the way where mm. you're just like, I don't like, like just like throw us in. But I feel mm-hmm. like because there's some like typical Marvel show stuff in it, it can't do like the full mom- like memento or yeah. something. Um, the the thing that I've been kind of noticing, I've been talking with my friends is it, it definitely feels like um, they have this extra difficulty of the fact that it's on top of, kind of like just trying to explain what's going on. It's also this added layer of trying to explain a character that for, you know, quote unquote, regular people uh, have no idea what this is about. And, yeah. you know, anything that people might read in a general zeitgeist is like, you know, here, here is this person uh, dressed up all in white and is might think they might look like, you know, a Marvel version of Batman, but they're not. And so they have this extra layer trying to explain this supernatural character to a brand new audience, as it were. And, it's yeah yeah you know i i especially felt what you just said ryan in this episode because like there was a point when i was like i truly don't know what's going like i truly don't know what their goal is. like there was a lot actually a lot of times when i was like i know they're going somewhere but i don't know why like i I have no idea other (laughs) than like harrow is going to raise a met i like don't know the fill in the blank stuff um and so, okay, for my horror podcast, My Bloody Judy, we just, I don't know if any of you have seen this. I had not seen it till we watched it before recording. The um, When a Stranger Calls remake from like 2005, I think. Um, and I said that like the movie was fun, but it definitely felt like they had a 20 minute storyline and they needed to sh- like stretch it out to like an hour and a half because there was a lot of like back and forth. And that's what I'm starting to feel a little bit here. Mm. But I, like, I don't dislike it. I still like it, but yeah. All of Ethan Hawke's character stuff is just like, hey, I'm here. What's up? Like over and over again. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's amazing how much Ethan Hawke just appears like yeah. suddenly uh, just to be like, you know, anytime there's a whiff, it's like Ethan Hawke's bad and he just kind of shows up. He's like, no, no, I'm cool, yeah. actually. <laughs> For a man whose shoes are full of glass, yeah. he is walking around a considerable <laughs> amount of his show. Just like yeah. popping up. <laughs> I forgot about the glass. You're right. I hate the glass sound effect is so gross. It's 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 genuinely my least favorite thing it, in the whole world. I, I didn't even realize until this latest episode when I heard him like walking around the temple and I was just like, oh wait, you can actually still hear the glass crunch. Ooh. Yeah. ooh. It's, it's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I wish they could go full. I, which when you said memento, Ryan, I thought you were going to say mummy. Cause I wish they could go full mummy. <laughs> and it feels like a little bit like that. Right. Like it's like a fun adventure. We're like doing some, like we got like smart archeologists, but also they can fight. Like, I think I even saw on Twitter, someone comparing Layla to, I don't remember Rachel Wise's character in the mummy's name, but it feels like 
I could see someone relating those two. Oh yeah, I I kind of put in my notes when I watched this, being like Layla, uh, cooler, better new Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's amazing. I love that character. Yeah. So we'll get in the episode. Um, Ashley, what do you think of the opening? Um, I mean, I loved it both from like uh, finally we got Mark point of view as well as you know Oscar Isaac looking the way he does. Um, oh no, right. the the, the b- before that the Layla opening. Oh, right. She was there. Um, <laughs> oh, right. you're, you're ignoring my mind. What? That's, that's so much. No, but you know, um, finally getting like, I mean, and I think we t- talked about this in the last, last show where yeah. like we'll get a character who's very like, you're allowed to be smart, but then you have to be defenseless. And if you're right. strong, then it's like, you don't make the best choices. And it's like, finally someone who can like defend themselves, but it's also, yeah, you know, she's like, very strategic. Like, it makes sense that Khonshu would be like, ooh, if you die, I'm picking her. Like, yeah, it really I does. It. I really thought Khonshu was, like, bullshitting on some level and just, like, a, you know, like a I know if I threaten her, you'll do as I say type of, of point, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. But then seeing her in that element, I'm like, oh, yeah, he really could just <laughs> say fuck it and, like, right. give her these powers because she's already kind of making do without it. So, like, imagine. Um, right. So it's like, yeah, Khonshu, you've made you've made some points here. <laughs> and I, I did think like she is very charming. Um, and I even liked her with this like elderly woman, like the woman's like, ah, oh, your father always let you come to the digs and blah, blah, blah. And she was like charming the way she puts on her, like she puts on the woman's face mask for her. And like, she gives her a kiss on the forehead and is like, thank you. Um, I was like very charmed by what was going on. And also we got like, they did an info dump without making it feel like an info dump. Like we got her, they're like, casually talking about her backstory um which i only realized uh because i always reference brett white has his articles where it's like things you missed that apparently is like mark specter's like longtime comic book girlfriend's backstory but she just has a different name but it's clearly mm-hmm. supposed to be the same character mm-hmm. which i i didn't realize I, didn't, I don't know much about him so um then we have the marvel title card we go into uh harrow in the desert and so all right pop quiz Ryan, what is he trying to do? Is he just trying to raise a met? Like, is that what he's doing? <laughs> okay, we're talking about we're talking about Ethan Hawk, right? Yes, yeah. Harrow. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, from what I understand from watching the previous two episodes, <laughs> is that he basically wants to do like a like a um, Minority Report style genocide. <laughs> he wants to basically <laughs> prejudge the whole world and kill a bunch of babies that could grow up to be evil people. It's it's unfortunately pretty similar to Hydra's thing, which was like sort of prediction modeling. Uh, but this one is magical and spookier. Um, and so once they awaken a met, that's what they plan to use her to do. I think it's a, her, I, I think that's her, her, yeah, her yeah. pronouns. Um, yeah. And they needed the scarab because that's like the radar to get there. But all that gets compressed into like, two or three seat, like two or three shots. <laughs> it's like, there's a lot that happens in the span of a couple seconds there. <laughs> right. There really is, <laughs> but they're there. They're in Egypt. And, and I guess like part of the weird pacing is the fact that like Harrow has followers all over the world. So things are just like very easy for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, that does feel very Hydra to me. Actually. I was, I wish it wasn't so easy for him because it feels like, I don't know, this like, 
I mean, I guess like one could make the case. Well, we've never, we don't really like go to Egypt in the MCU, but it just feels like so easy for him. And it's like, oh, this has already happened. Like he already kind of took over everyone and has this like big cult follow. I don't know. I wish. Yeah. Well, he's also like a half point of view character. So like we get him seeing things sometimes, but we don't get like any of the interstitials of what he's doing. So it, it feels like. It feels like to me that there's almost like footage missing or I don't know, but he's, he's popped up, he's in Egypt and he's got the scarab and he's going to awoke in some sort of like eldritch evil that will kill like the world or something. <laughs> yes. Very, very the usual, good. you know, okay, the usual. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we cut to Mark running across the rooftops. Ashley, we've talked about it a little bit. And I was thinking of, remember how Tom Lank and Alex Santos like couldn't shut up about death in the Nile. Yeah. <laughs> this did look a little green screen, right? When he was running across those roofs. I mean, at this point, I think, you know, everyone's kind of, it, it seems to be a big agreement that the CGI in this uh, show has not been up to um, standards. Uh, <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned the mummy. <laughs> right. Did you, did you guys talk last week about the, uh, the falling out of the building shot? Where Wait, these- which one is of- is that he, when right before he hits the, the pole, oh, he's like, yeah, yeah. it looks like looks like a Marx Brothers film for a second. <laughs> <laughs> See, that didn't bother me because that felt like, OK, we're going full CGI. Everything in the scene is CGI. I feel like it bothers me more when it's like a non CGI person standing in something that's completely CGI because then it's like, I don't know, like when he was like the wolf was chasing him and we would see the wolf. It's like, ooh, no, keep that wolf in the shadows. I don't I don't want to see it. um it is weird that this is like i i think marvel's usually i said this at work and one of my coworkers was like are they but i really do feel like marvel's usually pretty good with like their effects but this has been kind of the best i i did see something on twitter um i think it was last week that didn't make didn't that i didn't realize until somebody pointed it out how if you notice the majority of all big fight scenes um all the sky is always overcast because it's easier for them to make it overcast in the giant green screen room that they Ah, shoot it in (laughs) that makes sense (laughs) but so we get um more i Ashley, what have you thought about the violence? Not that it bothers me, but I have noticed I, it feels more violent than like a normal Marvel show or movie, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely supposed to, to. I mean, to be honest, I mean, for Moon Knight, I would say they're still keeping it pretty uh, tame. Right. Um, though it may, when we get a little bit uh, further, we can talk about how a certain somebody who may make an appearance soon will we'll maybe rub that up a bit. But yeah, Moon Knight, like literally one of the, so like in the comics, Deadpool, not Deadpool, um, Taskmaster tends to not, like, you know, her in, in the movies and both in the comics, even though they changed up a lot in the movies, is that her, the whole thing is that she can copy people in the comics yeah, yeah. the guy, but like the whole, the, the whole power is that they see someone fight and then they pick up that fighting style. In the comics, Taskmaster does not tend to copy Moon Knight or Deadpool because Deadpool is like a wild card. Um, and for Moon Knight, he takes a lot more pain than, mm. but like that a person should. Right. Um, yeah. And so, anyways, I say all that to say that his entire character arc is like he's all for the brutality. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm like, I mean, I st- still don't think it's it's been it hasn't given me the Deadpool level uh, right. entertainment that I'm looking. For. I mean, not Deadpool. It hasn't given me the Daredevil uh, level of entertainment I'm looking for yet. But like, 
I've been pretty satisfied with the violence because like this is this is one reason why I was really ecstatic that they're not doing too much to, to like desperately connect Moon yeah. Knight to like all we've seen in MCU because it's like he's supposed to be out here doing his own thing. Like you could connect him to the other stuff later. But if they had done that, then I feel like they would have been forced to tone it down. And I don't want yes. I don't want it toned down. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, because like I mean, he punched like he he definitely mates like very hard punches and like over and over again. It's not to the like, point where he himself realizes, oh, maybe I should just give this guy an open hand, slap right, him yeah. out. <laughs> Let me go Will Smith real quick instead because I might be doing too much. Don't even say it, Ashley. Don't even bring it up. I, oh, no worries. I can do it. I'm black. It's fine. <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> but so yeah i mean like that even like you said the like him doing the slap reminded me oh yeah he has been like being super violent and this was him being like oh this guy's younger i like because later when he's like oh the kid i'm like oh, come on that's not a kid but like i get that person's supposed to be younger and i was like oh right he is punching these people in the face a lot and so like it makes sense for like someone he sees as like a kid he wouldn't want to punch them 85 times in the nose um <laughs> But yeah, uh, Connor, what'd you, what'd you think of the fight up here? Um, so I, I don't know if it's very specific because I kind of have a little bit of that background. Um, so I do, uh, I have a background in, uh, fight choreography, uh, specifically oh, for stage, oh, uh, cool. stage combat. Um, so obviously that's not going to completely translate, uh, to like movies and TV, but, um, I am a big sucker for anything involving a knife fight. Um, just because, uh, it is very much more like up close and personal and everything and at least choreography wise uh i was i i, I was tickled by um some of the choices they made with some of the movements um but i liked it i definitely i definitely liked it i liked uh i like uh i liked how um it is how it started off in the roof and everything and uh to your point earlier with the violence of like getting all those uh cuts in there and then the one part of the fight that I thought was kind of funny is just when he blacked out and he came back too, and then he just happened to find the guys again. And it was just like, yeah. oh, that was very convenient that, you know, yeah. uh, I assume he was like way far away from there at that right. point. <laughs> I assume when he blacked out, it was like when he said he was on his way to the airport. I'm like, oh, it's been like a half hour, 45 minutes since like Mark regained control. It's like apparently it was just five minutes because he was right around the corner from those ruffians to, to, to resume the fight again. Cairo is a very small city, famous. <laughs> So that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but you know, uh, as as that fi- as that fight goes, um, it was it, it was good. Uh, I enjoyed it. Also, I don't know why, but weirdly, and I put in my notes that I actually thought the way that the street ruffians were dressed was kind of cool. I was like, oh, I would oh, actually yeah. wear some of that stuff. <laughs> Connor, I could see you. Ro- the guy with the, I could see you rocking that outfit. The younger guy with the scarf. <laughs> Thank you. I knew that was the one you were gonna, <laughs> you were gonna mention. I was like, oh, oh, that's that's clocking me a little bit. <laughs> um, I don't know the, the 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 time there. I was like, but how long did it take him to get that cab? Get out of there! And then he's still like right in front of the building. Like, but you know, whatever. Um, I did like. So what, Stephen? I like the blackout thinking it was Stephen, but it. You know, we'll we later, you know, he gets out of the cab. The the guy's like, why are you talking like a tourist? You, you know, you speak our language, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets out to chase those guys, then blacks out again. And Ashley, what does he black back into? Is that, is that, is that the right term? You're blacking out and blacking in? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm not entirely sure myself, honestly. I just know. OK, I just. I don't want to say I, I do want to say I told you so, but like. <laughs> Yes. No, I put in my notes. Ashley said this last week. I said last week, I was like, I, something clicked. And like in the comics, um, 
Mark Steven. There's another personality called Jake Lockley. And granted, this the actual person, we do know there's a third personality at this point. That has been confirmed in this episode. I don't know mm. for sure if it's gonna be Jake, but I'm like 98% sure that's who that they're that's 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 gonna be it. Um, but that being said, I did say for anyone who's listening, if you go back to the <laughs> promo posters, there I I because I picked up on it and I was like, oh, we finally got the suits that they showed us in a promo, but there was one photo um that hadn't been revealed yet. And I was like, what's up? And I do believe that that is supposed to be the third personality. Again, I do believe it's Jake. And I do think it's Jake who killed all those people. Because, like, that would be very much a Jake thing to do. Um, he's literally just sitting in the corner watching Mark and Steven go back and forth. And when it's his time, he comes out and he's like, enough of this. What are we talking to them for? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Blackout would be the right thing. I'm not. That's something that I, I need to write down to figure out what the right <laughs> verbiage is for it. But I do know. We definitely have confirmation that there is a third uh, personality here who is clearly ruthless. I think Mark has shown some sort of like measure of violence. And he had like, we see him in the, in the fight scene that we were just talking about. The first one, he does think real quick, okay, I'm not going to punch this guy. I'm going to smack him instead. Okay. I don't yeah. necessarily want to kill you, but like, you know, we do know he's not a complete, you know, pacifist uh, as Steven. I mean, I know pacifist probably is not the right word, but like Steven's very clearly I mean, they were literally pointing spears at him at one point in this episode right. and he wants to talk to him. Um, but Jake is even further than 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 Mark is when it comes down uh, to the violence. And we just have confirmation that this third personality is not for the bullshit at all. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, maybe a lot of the things that Steven does blame Mark for, Mark didn't like, you know what I mean? Maybe like and this other personality has been there, right? Sorry, wild thought. Remember in the first episode, um, Steven goes on that date and does not remember asking that girl out. Yeah. Mark um, clearly was not the person who did that mm. either. Oh, true. So I think they gave, so that, you know, they, they were, they've been giving us They've some, been giving us some, clues. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Hmm. It just, it just hit me. I just, I was just going well, back. Well, Hopefully that is the case when they were giving us clues and that wasn't just like, um, you know, uh, a plot loophole right there. <laughs> it could have been Conchu. True. Because I came up with that theory and I did have someone say, what if it is Conchu? That's what I'm saying. We do know there's a third personality and there is always the chance that they go a different route in who the third personality is. Um, but like clearly someone someone else in, in, in this scenario is making some decisions as well. We haven't necessarily encountered them yet. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hadn't even thought about that for the first episode, but I, I, now you sold me. I think you're right. Um, I will say the, like, it was annoying. A thing that this episode especially kept doing when I was like, why aren't we just talking about this? When like he comes to and the knife and we see Steve and he's like, what'd you do? And he's like, I didn't do that. And then they just kind of blow past it with like, neither of them believing the other. Um, and I kept this episode being like, why are they just talking about what happened? Because that would solve a lot of their problems. This yeah. is a good point. I, I, so I, I genuinely just don't like generally when characters like lie to each other and stuff. And then that's the conflict. Cause it's like, it's like, come on. Yeah. When, when this is the same person doing it to to themselves, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, I'm sure just like, if I like, there's a certain level of believability where you're like, Steven, like, 
you need to work with this guy. <laughs> like, right. like yeah. you're going to die. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like at a certain point, just like work with him. And I just don't understand why they're still doing this with each other. Well, I, I mean, I guess the other thing I could think of is like, and this may tie back to something you said earlier about kind of like things kind of being slightly off about the show. There, there, it, there feels like this false sense of urgency or maybe not false sense is the right word, but like everything feels like we have to go, we have to go, we have to do this right now. We've got to do this thing. We've got to do this thing. But it feels so compared to like everything that Ethan Hawke is doing and then everything else, it feels so drawn out that it's like they're trying to rush, but nothing is happening. And so yeah. it's like they don't seem to have that that magical moment, despite uh, despite you know in future scenes where they get to have a cute uh, cute moment on a boat. Um, they have no time to talk, <laughs> right? Which then, but then all that screeches to a halt when they like go before the like council in the pyramid, uh, which yeah. is like in like I have I have a I lot have of issues with that. Yeah, I have a lot that. of issues with that scene because I'm just like. Can't you guys just like see what he's doing out there? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry that this is jumping a little bit ahead. Yeah, like couldn't they couldn't couldn't these gods <laughs> immediately see that Ethan Hawke has got like a powerful glow up staff that like, like and and like runs a cult? He's digging he's digging her up. Like yeah. like literally walks in from digging her up. He's like, hey guys, what's going on? It yeah. doesn't make any sense. I, I, so yeah, sorry to jump ahead. It no, just it's, it's really it's it's been on my mind. I'm like, how did this? How do these gods not notice this? Unless they're just I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, okay, so <laughs> then, uh, God, where the hell do we go? Oh, right. Then Kanchu, I, I did appreciate that Kanchu has very bad advice when he's like, put him over the cliff. He will not fall. He'll tell you. And then he does not. And he just like cuts his scarf and is like, see ya. Um, I do like the idea that this God, like we're starting to realize, uh, I mean, I don't think Ethan Hawke probably isn't 100% incorrect about Kanchu, right? Like Kanchu is kind of shitty and like not great. Right, I, I put down in my notes, Conchu, big brat energy, <laughs> and like, yeah. I mean, I, I I appreciate that. Um, God, then where the hell do we go? Oh, right, then that's so. Steven's like mad at Conchu, and I did keep thinking, like, can't he do something? And I liked that he was like, all right, what's your plan? Like, you've got to do something now. Um, and so then he tells him about like, he says like, what? Like, I have a very bad idea. Isn't that what he says? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he like makes them, he changes the weather. Is that what it is? He it's creates his, an eclipse. Yeah. That's what that, yeah, yeah. That's the eclipse. Yeah. Okay. Did the eclipse cause the portal of the gods to, is it like yes. that was him? Yes. Okay. So he was like, he's like, hold on. I'll, I'll make the logo of the show that we're in. <laughs> and then all of these Egyptian gods will get mad because I'm calling attention to us. And then they'll pull you in front of them to go on trial and you can accuse Haro in front of them. And then all the avatars showed up foolproof plan. Yeah. Which like, I don't totally get how that was going to work. Cause then Kanji's like, don't worry, I got this. And he gets there and has like a complete pa- like, a like pants pissing melting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he completely like he create he, he creates a scene and it's what's worse is he thinks he's like, Oh, I did so good in there. Um, <laughs> Uh, so actually, I had a quick question uh, for people who actually have read the comic books, because besides like some isolated issues, I haven't really kept much of the series. Is that whole avatar for other gods thing is like, is that actually a thing or is that just a hand wave thing that they throw in for the show? Is actually, it in the comics? Yeah. It is. OK. Oh, it is. OK, cool. Yeah, I I did. I have to say the while the outcome was fucking stupid, I loved the avatar of the god scene. Like, I thought that was super cool that he like. I love, like, I mean, it reminded me of, like, The Mummy and stuff like that. Like, I, it was, like, fun. 
And it's like, oh, this like portal in a wall opens. And I love that like Steven's reflection for once wasn't arguing and he was just like, holy hell, we're in the temple. Like just like geeking out because he is an archaeologist. Although I will say I also have worked at museum gift shops and it does not make you knowledgeable about anything <laughs> in the museum. No, but wasn't that the thing is that he's trying to like work his way up the museum, which he is was. Really, really I, think, yeah, I, yeah. I think that was a backstory thing where he like, he's been researching on his own free time. Right. Okay. Okay. Because I, I, think, was like... I think he also like subconsciously shares certain memories with, with the other altars. Okay. That would make sense. So they're all kind of like weird, like Egypt otakus egypt weed. <laughs> uh, <Ryan>. <laughs> well yeah so i i thought that was like the idea of that was super cool and i liked that you know like the the one woman i forget what god she was avatar for but she's even like the one of music yeah, yeah. and she even like mentions that like her god and Kanshu used to like hang out and they were like friends okay 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 thank you okay hold on hold on i got i gotta <laughs> This is this like okay. I want to I want to be clear. I'm not like a redditor about this. Like I don't need. <laughs> I don't need like constant lore. I really don't. I have watched like every Marvel thing. I got I got it all. I'm pretty good, right? But <laughs> to have all of this, like amid like Norse gods being aliens and the Eternals, like a couple months ago, I feel like at a certain point I just need someone to be like here's how this works. <laughs> like, <laughs> are these gods, are these aliens, are these interdimensional people? Like, are they just part of like another part of like the universe? Like I, I need, I, unfortunately I really do need the like Zack Snyder coming to earth scene. <laughs> and I, I feel bad. Like, I wish I wasn't like this, but I think that like at this level of world building, like this many years into it, I kind of just need somebody to be like, okay, here's how they, do they know Thor? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Well, Ryan, you raise you raise a really good point, especially just how the MCU has been built up where like it's kind of like it started off with this thing and it's just been slowly expanding more and more of where you see kind of like, oh, here's where this one character is and how it's associated and how it kind of connects to the universe. And like, yeah, we learned that like Thor and Asgardians, they're gods, but also aliens and Eternals, they're god robot things and celestials those are actual gods or whatever the heck you want to call them so yeah it's like we've seen these things i've given a little bit of an explanation and now we're just like hey but here's all these things plus egyptian gods those are completely right. separate <laughs> right like and they kind of they kind of explain it where they're just like we keep a low profile <laughs> right. it's like oh okay sure but can you just tell me like what planet you're from <laughs> nope they're on the dl yeah <laughs> ashley what do you think of all that um, I think it goes back to the point that someone was making of like, like, I get like you can't make it too easy, but then it's also just like, was this really thought out? Like, because at <laughs> one point, Kanku literally leaps for Art to smack Arthur. Right. Like, yeah. You were going to like, what? That you was your plan? Exactly. Right. You literally said going in, we got to make this really good. Yeah. <laughs> and then between that and 10 minutes later, now you're ready to smack Arthur upside the head. Like, you know, it's like, this was supposed to be a desperate measures move. Right. And, and like, he couldn't even, he couldn't even keep it together for like two seconds. Exactly. <laughs> and also like, you're not coming to the table with no like evidence. <laughs> like you don't have no way to call the staff that he's been walking right. around with for three, three or episodes. Um, you know, or like, like point out like, hey, this dude's got a cult. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, hey, also, you, know, you can literally, you know, go like go right back to where you open the portal and see all these people right. who are, are willing to kill for him. Like, um, well, 
Does anyone else also feel like Conchu really suffers from like the venom problem? Wait, I I actually hands up have not seen either Venom movie. <gasps> what you haven't seen the most beautiful queer love story of all time, <laughs> Venom, and then Venom two. Wait, I will say I my one manager at work that I do see all the MCU movies with Chris. He's a delight. Uh, hello, Chris. When you listen to this eventually, he says our Marvel coverage is too spoilery. He doesn't read the comics, so he waits till after. But um, he did tell me that he a friend really wanted to see Venom, and so he saw it, and I was like. Chris, I have a question. Is it an internet joke that Venom makes out with himself or does that happen in the movie? And he just like sighed and was like, yeah, that happens in the movie. Oh, it happens. <laughs> they they break up in the second movie and Venom <laughs> goes to like a gay bar in the mission in San Francisco and like goes to a rave like what? to get to get over him. Mm-hmm. Yes. At a gay bar? Yes. Yeah. It's like oh. <laughs> Venom comes out on stage as his true self at like oh, a, an underground yeah, queer dance party. Well, um, Clearly, I need to see Venom. It's great. I, but I no, would but- say it's like, it's to me anyways, it's a really fun film. Like I know we have a certain Marvel film that has came out where it's like, this isn't even fun. This is just bad. But like, <laughs> but it was supposed to be the summer of Morpheus. It's the yeah. summer of Morpheus. <laughs> right. no, but so we just want to cap on it. What I, what I was trying to say is that like in that, in the movie Venom, it's the same dynamic as Mark and Steven and Conchu, except the stuff that Conchu is doing in this show that like you're like, why are you acting like that? In the movie Venom, it's on purpose, and they're like, mm. hey, Ve- like Ve- Venom at one point like makes Eddie Brock eat a lobster like live in a restaurant. You know, there's like stuff like that where he's constantly bickering with Venom. Whereas the stuff that Conchie's doing, I'm like, why are you gonna t- like slug this guy in this pyramid? Like it doesn't make any sense, and they don't talk about it. I wish they would just say like Conchie's acting crazy. Um. You you uh, so uh, uh, sorry I should have I should have mentioned this earlier. The other question, the other thing that I was curious about because I asked about the, the other avatars and whether they are in the comic. My question also kind of relates to once again this whole scene. It's like okay, so the gods keep a low profile, but wouldn't you assume that these other avatars, these people there, I don't know, especially considering this Ethan Hawke seems to have a very well established pseudo well known cult that they'd be like, huh? Uh, by the way, you know. Hi, yeah. Avatar here speaking. It is true. Ethan Hawke <laughs> does have a cult. They, they got gator tattoos and everything. <laughs> or just even a sim- even if it's like they're really in their own world, I'm like, it don't take nothing but like a simple, hey, all right, you know, let's just go over there real quick and see real what's quick. going on. <laughs> yeah, there's like no people hide it. You know, like there's literally a town and, you know, like there's a whole, it would not take more than five, it wouldn't take more than five minutes to be like, oh yeah, this man is crazy. Let's lock him up. You know? The, the other gods were weirdly very accommodating to Ethan Hawke. And I only, and that only seemed more evident to me at the end of the episode um, that we could talk about later. Cause like at the end of the episode, it's like, wait, why is this scene even happening? Why is he there? Yeah. 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 I thought about that too. I thought it was going to be, which would have made sense. Oh, they all double crossed Khonshu. Cause like maybe that, at least that one God that seemed to be the main God, with the dude in the suit was like in on it, but that didn't seem to be the case. Right. And if it is the case, like they need to telegraph that. Yes. Like if they're just going to be like three episodes from now, like actually we're all working with Haro. It's like, well, why did, why are we, you got to tell us that somehow <laughs> there's a way to depict that on screen. <laughs> like, like actually we're going to get, we're going to get mad tweets about this. <laughs> about, which one? about us being negative about this episode. I, I want to say, I, lo- I, I like this negative. show. No. I think we're really just trying to understand the logic behind the decisions that are being made. And it's like, if I'm enjoying something just to enjoy it, like, just like, look, I don't, I don't really care about, you know, Hey, right. why would we do this instead of that? But it's like, this is supposed to lead someplace, even when the series is over. Like, 
know right now there's no connection and I don't necessarily, I'm not trying to be big on connection, but it's like his story is not going to end here. So I need to understand why things are happening. Um, and if you're not going <laughs> yeah. to, you know, illustrate and, that, then it's going to be harder when, you know, yeah. inevitably these things come back up. It's like, well, and, and also to your point, Ashley, kind of like what Ryan said earlier, I, I don't fully understand besides the idea that Ethan Hawke wanting to be, you know, <clears throat> future prediction of all evil. I still don't understand necessarily the goal of why he wants to raise this god. Like, is it the god that wants to do this? Is it just Ethan Hawke being like, I have decided I'm going to be the decider of all things? Like, it's it's very muddied, at least from my perspective, of like, I don't really understand the end game. So I feel so- like on some level, it's supposed to be this, and we can maybe debate about whether they're actually doing it well or not, but like, it's sort of like, we know how like Thanos is obviously doing something that was wrong, right? But in his head, he genuinely felt like this is the best thing that, this, right. this is the best option for everyone. I think on some level, it's also supposed to be that Arthur truly believes like we will have this great world once we've rid, once we rid the world of everyone who will possibly uh, yeah. make bad decisions down the line. Um, so- and he has completely convinced himself of that. He tells Khonshu when Khonshu has been trapped that he actually genuinely enjoyed the violence. And that's like one part that he hates to admit, but it's true or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think in his mind that by maybe on some level getting ahead of people doing things, he's being somehow less violent than what he was doing with Khonshu. Like it's not supposed to make necessarily make sense to us, but like to this character, he truly believes he's creating some great world by, as Steven would say, killing babies who when they're 30 years old are going to you know steal something i i also think it's a format and pacing issue where like in the first episode i was like "Ooh, this is awesome we're like literally in the middle of this whole thing and we're sort of like seeing a sequel to a story that didn't happen like because we're sort of jumping in with steven's point of view but then by the third episode you're like but wait hold on i actually need to know what's going on now (laughs) and it gets a little confusing because like all of the motivation was set up with a different point of view character who we never see. So it's like, okay, like I need someone to stop and be like, I, I assume Haro is doing this because he's mad at Conchu and they have beef, right. but I don't know enough about their beef to really understand why he's reacting to it to be like, I should just kill everybody. <laughs> and I'm sure there's like a reason that he's come up with, but like one of the joys of jumping into it is like, you, you kind of skip all that, but then you kind of got to do a bit of work on the back end to make that make sense. And this show hasn't, done that yet it might do it like you know two or three episodes from now right but by the third episode i was kind of waiting for like the the slowdown moment yeah yeah that's yeah i mean i feel like i really did enjoy this episode the stuff i enjoyed i really enjoyed but the problems i'm having are starting to get bigger and bigger if that makes sense like but i'm still enjoying it it's just like Oh, that issue I had, it's not, it's not like getting smaller or going away. It's just like, we're inflating the issue. Um, yeah. And I mean, you're right, Ryan, they could, you know, solve that in the next episode, right? Very possibly. I don't know that they will, but <laughs> they could. <laughs> well now, well, I, I feel like the second half of the episode, like after the trial is when, is when I started to notice these things. Cause then I was just like, wait, why are they going to this like random, like horse fighters, like <laughs> <laughs> art exhibit in the middle of nowhere like why is the sky moving like yeah, that's when i started to notice these issues like yes. basically from here on yes it felt like it was a lot of things all at once so like he fails at this trial Conshu, it's like i put in my notes that it felt very real housewives when harrow is like 
well, he is just jealous of me. <laughs> like, I was like, this is some real housewife shit. And then like, they want to speak to Mark Spector and they're like, are you unwell? And he just keeps yelling. And like, it felt like if someone could just like calmly explain, well, like, okay, yeah, I do have, you know, dissociative identity disorder, but that does not mean that I am lying about what's going on. Just look like, the gods they should be able to see this shit but so whatever he fails and they decide nothing's wrong they send him back um catches up with layla who is a delight um and then they get on a boat and that that was for me the first time i was like wait what (laughs) (laughs) i like wasn't quite sure like i knew that the other woman had the other avatar woman had told mark about the other way but that felt very like Mandalorian video game. I love the Mandalorian, so I'm not saying anything negative, but it felt very like, take this. And it's not safe without this. Go on your quest. Like well, it felt. I was excited for this podcast because I was hoping that you guys could tell me why that happened. <laughs> well, there's also, there was also even that other part. There was also even that other part that like, before you even got to the boat, I know you have to, I know you need something to get from point A to point B, but I love the explanation of it's like, where do you find the sarcophagus? Oh, it's on the black market. Huh? How do I find the black market? I'm just going to go to a random person yeah, right. who's I selling like, juice yeah. and just being like, uh, tell me where I can find the sarcophagus. Like, what? <laughs> Um, not to reference Family Guy, but to reference Family Guy, I feel like that was a joke in like Family Guy season three, where they're like, where do we find the black market? Oh, there it is. And there's like a sign that says black market and they go shopping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Felt a little like that. That aside, though, I think I had read a few interviews where they said they wanted to show like the real Egypt, not mm-hmm. like the way mm-hmm. like American movies and TV show it. And I was- Where it's just all sippy tone. Right, yeah. And I was like pleasantly surprised that like they used vibrant colors and like- you know, when they're on that boat, it has like these bright colors and there's like the cinematography looked very cool in the boat and on the island. Which I don't even know. Was that like a separate island or there's just I don't know what the hell it was. But when they went to Anton's m- mansion compound, I, I put in my notes because I've noticed this in a lot of other the Marvel series uh, or moments of whenever they have to go to like an underground thing to get an illegal thing. It's always the coolest setup ever. Like these bad, <laughs> yeah. like these bad dudes always have the coolest like layers or parties going on. And are just like, Oh dang. Yeah. I want to go to this dude's outdoor horse rodeo with see-through pyramids and LEDs. Right. It looked cool. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you guys feel the same, but I'm also so starved for crowds in shows now. Like after like two years of COVID filmography, I'm just like, ooh, that's a crowd. That's, that's a lot of people. That's like outside in a place. That's amazing. And so it was sort of nice, especially after kind of the uh, the weirdness of like Falcon and Winter Soldier or even like Loki to a, to a degree to like see a place that – like yeah. we've had multiple places in this. There you go. That was the real fantasy, the idea of being in a crowded place and feeling comfortable with it. Yeah. They, they traveled – from one city full of people to another city full of people. That's amazing. <laughs> All I want is to go on a boat, to go to a fancy mansion compound, and maybe get stabbed by a jousting, a man jousting on a horse. Oh yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> no, that was great. I did also put um I did also put in my notes when in that scene, um, when Layla introduces herself to Beck, I just put, oh, hello Beck, I emoji. Wait, I thought his name was wait, what which one is Beck? Um, he was, uh, he was like the, he was like the personal assistant slash bodyguard at Mela fights. I was about to say, isn't his name Anton? But yeah, it's Anton and it has like that weird, 
it I thought it was gonna be like an old man because I thought that was the first name. It's like something with an M. I don't remember. I had it in my notes, but I changed it because I realized that wasn't his name. Um yeah, so and I also the thing we get here is I do like the conversation he and Layla have on the boat before they get off. Where she even he's like he says something like I didn't mean it. And she's like, is that your apology? And then he actually does apologize. Like I thought, I don't know, I like that. I like, I think I'm just like anyone who's like giving a shitty apology and is told they're giving a shitty apology, who then gives a better one. I am like, what a human being. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So they get off the boat. I, and so also the thing I was wondering, like there was a crowd on there and the crowd gets off, but like, it seemed to be exclusively going to this rich person's compound. Right. For the horse show. (laughs) I, I, I think it's a ferry, and I think it makes stops. I but think, they all got off. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, um, yeah. So they watch this. I I do like when he, like, makes fun of the jousting, when he's like, oh, so, like, you just, this guy just, like, pays people to, like, joust because he's a douche? And then it's like, no, he is the one jousting. He's being, like, taught how to do it. Um, And, yeah, and I did like that she seemed, like, cool with the guard, uh, Mogart, that's the name, because I put Mogart in my notes here. Mogart, which I think is Anton's last name, or am I ma- or is that the name of the sarcophagus they go to? No, I think Mogart was the name of uh, of the dude. Oh, okay. Okay. So, they mentioned Madripoor, which was a big deal, you know, he said that, and I actually did immediately, like, go to, like, Google it. I was like, <gasps> did we see these people in Fountain of Winter Soldier? Because that would be kind of cool, but no, we did not. Um, but I like that we're mentioning Madripoor more and more now. Now this is twice, which is a big deal. Um, and uh, we had to talk about how fucking hot Anton is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that actor sadly has passed away since the filming, right? Oh, yes. So, yeah, he, yeah. That's who that was for. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a shame. Um, but he's really good in this role. Um, and I wonder if they were like planning to do more with like if they like because he doesn't die, right? He gets away. He gets just like kind of stabbed i think he, um, he kind of gets a spear thrown at him but like you know so did everyone else uh, i mean yeah we've i mean we, we we've seen people literally die on screen and then somehow they're in the next right. they're in the next movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and again this is where i was like why don't they just tell him what they need to do like this feels like a a man who seems to like layla he's letting them look at the thing why aren't they just like listen dude we got to do something. I, and I wasn't even sure what they needed to do either. Were you guys? So wait, uh, you mean with the, with the stars? With, or no? Like getting to the, I knew they had to get to a sarcophagus. That's okay. all I knew. So they thought that they could. Okay. Hold on. I, think I, can th- <laughs> I think I can do this. They thought that if they found the sarcophagus, that's all they would need because Mark doesn't know anything about Egypt. And then when they got there, Stephen was like, no, you idiot. It's, uh, it's a code that you have to put together to get a constellation. And then before they can do that, it gets blown up by Haro. So then Steven has to put it back together in the desert. But then I don't know why they do this stuff with the stars. To see, um, because basically the way that... Um, oh, because of the way it was like the like thousands was, of years ago. Right. right. Yeah. <gasps> so that's the way they know how to follow the stars to get to... get To, to get to where room. the crypt is. Oh. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I totally missed that. Okay. 
Okay, so Ryan and Ian are the idiots in this. Okay, Okay, I understand the show now. All right, I'm excited. Let's start the podcast. But but Ryan, to your earlier point, there's kind of like that similar thing. Like before, like before with the whole meeting with the gods in the pyramid, Mark's like, okay, we're going to go to the sarcophagus and we're going to we're going to figure out what we need. And then they don't it's like they don't know what to do. It's like, okay, we're at the sarcophagus. Now what? And then once they realize, like, oh, we might need Steven's help, Mark's like, mm-mm, I guess I'll yeah, just kill everybody the, instead. The right. is just like, yes. sir. It's just like, <laughs> we've, we've been at the show enough for us to be on the same page about, look, Steven is, is super duper smart. This is his thing. This is his territory. This is where he can come in. Mark is the fighter. There's no reason for us to be playing pacifist when people are throwing daggers at us. Right. But the professional assassin do his thing and yeah. instead it's always it's always a fucking battle it's always like a you know you're, you're here where you need to be i mean to be fair on some level i think you know we we did get to see that little bit when steven is finally the one who has you know less control over the body and yeah. he, he you know he goes into detail about how it feels and not you know i can see why maybe they're going you know there's this constant battle of not having to be the one behind the scenes um so maybe that's more so what it is but, you know, it, it does get frustrating from an audience perspective of like, look, you you need to figure out how to, you know, this is now, this is no longer a situation where we punch our way through. You yeah. need to, you need to put these things together and you're not, it's, it's weird. It's like, technically you do have the intellect, but you need to be Steven to, mm-hmm. uh, to, to, you know, know what's going on. And it's like, why are we spending three minutes having a conversation here, um, like and, you could have been picked them shits up and put them in your pocket and be like, all right, thanks. <laughs> right. I'm gonna go. And, and also, and also the fact that it's like, even if it might be for different reasons, both of them understand how, once again, how dire the situation is and how quickly they need to act. Like Mark understands, like he needs to defeat, he needs to defeat them. So blah, 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 a country could be satiated or whatever. And like that real drive. And even Steven, even if he doesn't know necessarily the context behind it, he's seen enough that like, oh shit, like the god, like bad shit is going on with the gods. Um, this is kind of like way above my pay grade. But like he's at least seen firsthand that stuff is scary, and he can't like kind of sit out of it. So it's it's so weird to see that they're still bickering despite both of them for different reasons. And it's like no, we gotta we, like we gotta do things to prevent all this. Yeah, yeah, right. It is like it's like for different reasons, but like it's almost like a different side of the same coin, right? It's like, no, 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 no. I'm not letting you use my brain. No, 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 no. I'm not letting you use my fists. And it's like, well, then we're all just going to die here. Like, you guys are going to die. Layla's going to die. Like, maybe just, like, keep moving. Um, But okay, so Harrow shows up as they, like, catch him touching the shit. And again, I kept being like, why aren't they just, like, telling Anton what's going on? Like, and Harrow, so Harrow shows up, blows up the sarcophagus and leaves how does he know where it is that okay so thank you like i (laughs) i I think it's supposed to be hand wavy like cult whatever he's got a cult they know where they are at all times but it's more he has the most amazing timing like the first time with the with, with the with the pyramid fine you can blame god magic for it that he just happened to be there but this time it was like it 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 was almost like he got there early and was like wait I'm going to wait 10 minutes. I'm going to wait for them to arrive so I can have my dramatic entrance. Right. <laughs> and, and it's like, yeah, he wanted to show Anton being like, don't listen to them. They're, they're, they're you know, they're, they're not trustworthy. Look at me. I can show you. He's, he says something along the way. It's like, I can show you like the real power of the gods. And he, his example is letting his nightstick glow and he blew up a sarcophagus. And so Ashley, <laughs> What 
I don't understand why Harrow coming in and blowing up a sarcophagus didn't start a fight. But like Stephen touching the papers did. Well, the papers are is is the real. The paper is the mat. Right. That's but the, I mean, that's the, that's the real true necessity. But to Anton, the whole thing is a necessity. Like to him, it's like all of that is his, you know, quote unquote property. Right. <laughs> okay so moving on that happens I, yeah I, I wish i could explain to you the mentality of what's going on here i i all i i, I mean someone's gonna tweet us like, be like you big fucking dummies this is what's going on i feel like maybe uh seeing uh him blow something up with a stick maybe made him think all right i'm gonna go after this guy because maybe i think he's more in my ballpark or something like that mm. um i mean he's supposed to be what midnight man um yeah, i know yeah. that's not what they call him in the in the the show, a belief in the comics that's what his character is supposed to be um if i'm wrong then i never said that but um <laughs> like he, you know him and 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 uh and um and moon knight have, have always have had beef but like it isn't properly illustrated why he would yeah have beef right. in this moment with him over both the people right. who really want to fuck up his shit so yeah yeah uh, but Needless to say, I will say it led to a very fucking cool fight it scene. Did. Like, it yeah, did. yeah. I, okay, good. I'm glad we're all in agreement because I thought this was like the best fight scene we've had. Like the 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 way it was shot and like the setting, everything looked like super fucking cool. Uh, once again, to be a little bit more of a slight nerd, at least from my perspective, uh, with the whole fight choreography thing, I really like the juxtaposition of between the fight with Moon Knight and all of the people on horseback with the spears and just the use of like pole arms, which choreographing with pole arms is super fun, but he's kind of sort of complicated. And then immediately juxtaposed with the close quarters combat you had with Layla yeah. and yeah. Uh, the bodyguard. It was just, I don't know if it was intentional for anything, but at least for me, I really like that switch, uh, switching up of like, you know, this, really brutal fight of that's like inside yeah. a, like mm-hmm. that little glass pyramid. And then like the big stuff with like these giant reaching pole arms. It was, yeah. Ooh, it was wonderful. Yeah. I also really dig the spawn vibe. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I just yeah. really like, like the whole like suit thing. It's just like kind of a cool throwback. Ashley, you want to say, yeah, I was going to say, you know, with the whole Layla fight, I did appreciate how she ended up using like to go back to the whole, I understand why Konshu might be like, look, I will dead ass give my powers <laughs> to this girl because she uses her necklace yes. mm-hmm. in the same way that uh, Mark uses the the crescent on his chest. Um, and I was like, yeah, he's, I'm like back to I me. Mean, I know I already said this, but like, I really felt that earlier I'll, I'll turn this girl into my new avatar thing was like a throwaway. This is how I scare you to do what I want thing. I'm like, I would not be mad at Konshu if he's sitting on top of that moon. Like, look. Yeah, look, he got one look, more you're time. good, but she's better. Um, <laughs> he got one and, more time to piss me off. <laughs> and and I know, listen, I know it's baked into my DNA because I'm queer and I stand any, um, you know, uh, powerful, capable woman who can beat somebody up. But still, it's just like it's continuing this tradition of like most of the Marvel shows where I'm just like, yeah, cool, you superheroes. But here's this woman who's like super cool and badass <laughs> and is more competent than any of the other superheroes. I just, I just think she's neat. <laughs> <laughs> I just think she's neat. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I love that. Like she beats up that guard. Also like, did she kill him? <laughs> <laughs> she, she stabbed him in the chest with her, with her cool necklace daggers. <laughs> Both of them. Um, 
I do well, like how this show doesn't do the whole like season three Daredevil thing where it's like, I won't kill you anyone. <laughs> I won't cross that line. It's like they nah. just they just shoot them and like that's <laughs> fine. You know what? Like enough hey, of that. That's the only season of Daredevil I didn't watch. Does he he stops killing suddenly there's, in that season? There, there's like a whole thing where he's like there's a yeah. whole morality thing. Yeah. And I'm just like so sick of the like, what if superheroes were forced to kill someone? And it's like, come on, man. D- like, like the opening of Winter Soldier is Captain America breaking a bunch of people's backs and throwing them in the ocean. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like those people are dead. Like, they're really dead. No, they swam away with their broken, useless limbs. <laughs> he straight up shoots people with a gun in the first movie for a while. I mean, they're Nazis. So like, who cares? But like, still, it's. Yeah, like let let Moon Knight kill a bunch of people while fighting while, while like having an argument with himself. Like that's what I want out of Moon Knight. No, it's true. I really love that weird thought process of like you know, no, it's okay. The superhero he didn't he didn't kill them. He just brutally hurt them. It's like yeah, they'll live, but they won't live well. Yeah, the rest of their lives will be in agony, but they're not dead. Don't worry. <laughs> agony. Yeah. Um. I also loved that we finally, but like I love that when Steven takes over. I liked seeing it happen like mid fight. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I do love that he gets fucking run through with those like jousting poles. And then he's like, take the body back, take the body back. I was like, finally, we're working together. This yes, makes I'm more like, sense. Please, let this be a lesson to you. Right. Do not <laughs> do this again. <laughs> please. All right. Pacifism is a very noble concept. It truly is. I don't think it's working for the dudes with spears who are trying okay, to kill you. Talk, you know, he's like, he, 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 you know, he, and he dead ass tries to have conversation. They are yeah. on a horse. They are literally jousting. They are, they have taken this to Game of Thrones level threats here. And you want to have a conversation? Right. Like, I understand the other moments. Like, you know, we were on top of the building and these people seem young. Do we right. need to be violent? Okay, I'll give you that. They are literally coming after you. It is really okay to get your snacks and let Mark handle this. Like, yeah. please. I also love that by this point, they finally dropped the, like, as much as I think it's a really cool device where they're blinking in and out of, like, uh, consciousness. Right. The, with this scene where it switches is super cool. And then again, like a couple minutes later, where, where Oscar Isaac finally gets to do the face switch. Yeah. And it's so cool. much cooler. It's so cool. See, yeah. that, that that's that's one of those great things about whatever whatever problems that we might have with this particular episode. Like the, that is always a constant of just like how like how much I'm enjoying this series. Because if nothing else, you're just seeing Oscar Isaac just be like, oh, he's being so rad. Yeah. 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 And I, I, think, I think Moon Knight in general is a tough character to – to do a solo show about first because I mean, my favorite moon Knight moments are always with other characters. He's, yeah. he's got a, like, I want him like fighting with like, my actually my favorite moon Knight moment is I forget what crossover events from, but uh, he's like, sorry, I, I blacked out. I don't know what's going on to Spider-Man and Spider-Man's like, when you jump out of the plane, and punch the first person you see who isn't me. And he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> and I, I sort of love like the moon Knight who always just is just like down to throw punches and has no idea what's going on. Or like that great panel where he's like time to kill Dracula. Like I <laughs> like, that's the moon Knight I'm kind of into. And I know that like, because of the way they've done this and he didn't premiere in someone else's show that like, we were not going to get that right away. And so I think that this show sort of suffers from that, but that's not the show's fault. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, there's something to be said for like the same way um, Punisher was introduced in Daredevil. Like he right. was very sparingly used that season. I remember being like shocked at how 
you know, for that final battle, what he's like across, across the way on another rooftop and shoots someone and then leaves. Yeah. It's great. Um, no, I love, I love the way Punisher's done because it's like, but, and then the, the, the whole Punisher season kind of falls a little flat. Cause like Frank Castle kind of needs some other people to be like, you're crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're fucked up, dude. <laughs> like, and without those moments, it's kind of hard. And I think Moon Knight is similar where you kind of need someone to be like, Wait, what's your deal? <laughs> yeah, you need you 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 need you need that other person just be like you know almost as us as the observer to be like wait what what what's going on? <laughs> yeah, and and for it to be another superhero is always really funny. Like I you know it's it's unfortunate we're not going to get like a Moon Knight, Captain America, Spider Man sit down moment where they're all like who, whoa dude <laughs> who would be uh, this is a fun question who do you think would be a good kind of like MCU Marvel hero to interact with so, uh, Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight. I sort of assume that he's going to be wrapped up in the Black Knight Blade stuff. Yeah, I do yeah. too. Okay, and that I mean, I, I'm so in love with 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 uh, Black Knight. Uh, I I was very upset that they basically did nothing with him in Eternal. Oh, what a tease! Because like that character, I was like, wait, give me more of the dude in Uniqlo who has no idea what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> the, like mild mannered like man who gets a cool like haunted blade. Yeah, I want and, that. and so perfectly casted um, with mm-hmm. Kit Harrington, and like we were literally so close we could taste it and then it was like oh that's enough of that like i was i was very much um we're not going to get into eternals because then we get yelled at me and ian right. but, oh. <laughs> but oh. um well, you guys are talking about the best marvel movie of all time the eternals Ryan. Yes, exactly <laughs> I, i've never i've never said anything else other than that i said yes it, it, it was amazing if eternals can't have babies how does thanos have a brother <laughs> Roger. Has um, anyone talked about this yet? Eggs. Space <laughs> eggs. Yeah. Wait, how, how is there an entire population on Titan that is starving to death if they're all Eternals? How are they having children? <laughs> Ryan, that just felt like that Lady Gaga tweet where it's like, uh, some, what is it? The global warming. Um, I think Britney Spears is neat. Like that felt yeah. like. That was, <laughs> exactly. I just have a lot of questions about the Eternals. And, and, and the Eternals is like, I have so many questions about the Eternals that it's affecting my ability to watch Moon Knight. <laughs> How much does I have about that movie? <laughs> okay, but so so you believe that Moon Knight's going to be interacting with Black Knight and um, Blade and everything, which I think would be really cool. But my question says, like, if you could pick, oh. like, one of the Marvel MCU characters, that, just in terms of how they portray them, who do you think would be fun? Uh, maybe I, I, Ant-Man would be really fun. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> and oh God. and I, I mean, I would pay money to do to watch one shots of Thor doing anything with anyone. Because <laughs> MCU Thor is just an incredibly fun character, and I think Thor would have a really good back and forth with Kanchu. Oh Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Oh, that would be cool if, like, if uh, if if Thor could, like, you know, because he is an an Asgardian, he's got he could just see Kanchu yes. and just like doesn't even doesn't even talk to Mark, just as like always talking to Kanchu. Yes, I also think him and Peter Quill would get along. Mark hmm. and Peter Quill would really get along because they're both assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, Ashley. What's your answer? Um. I mean, I keep thinking about like certain panels from the comics of of Moon Knight and Peter Parker, so I can't. But like that, Peter Parker hasn't really fully been illustrated quite yet because we obviously see where things are going in the MCU mm-hmm. now. But like, I, I, I just can't help but think of Peter. But I'm also thinking about Wakanda's relationship with Boss, the, the, um, the goddess, um, um. and how that's how. Uh, you know, uh, when we meet T'Challa, he talks about, you know, when like death is not the end and he describes, um, you meet a uh, boss and, um, in the afterlife, but I guess I so saw a part of me just would also, I don't know, for some reason would like to see him in Wakanda in that relationship of, 
around spirituality and things like that because of Wakanda's relationship with, with gods as well. Um, but I guess if I was just to pick a, a one-off character, um, I, I do want to see those uh, funny scenes with Peter Parker, but we're just not there yet. So I haven't really been able to quite picture Moon Knight with any of the characters that we know yet. I, I don't know if this is a real panel, um, but I always see it on Twitter, especially talking about Moon Knight, where um, it's that panel being like, you know, uh, has anybody here ever dated Moon Knight? And people are like, no, no. And Spider-Man's like, a little. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so I think my answer, okay, so I thought of this immediately. My brain always goes to Jessica Jones because she's my favorite and I want to see her again so badly. <laughs> and I want to see her interact because, okay, we know the Defenders wasn't great, but the good thing about it was how she was constantly rolling her eyes. Like in that scene when they're talking about everything and she's like, are you fucking serious? Is that really the name of the thing we're about to fight? Like, I love that shit. <laughs> and like, you know, I don't think it's mocking the comics. Cause I know some people can feel like when they make fun of it, it's like mocking the comics, but that's Jessica Jones. So like for me, my ideal team up would be Moon Knight, Jessica Jones and Spider-Man. Oh my um, goodness. Just because I feel like Tom Holland's like sweet naivety, like interacting with both of those and like Moon Knight switching personalities and Jessica just being like fucking work together so we can fight the bad guy. Like you're annoying me. Um, I, mean, I would love that. I don't I'd like, I have no idea if that's actually ever a plan, but if, if they ever did bring the defenders and like Jessica Jones uh, to the regular Marvel, the uh, MCU, which God, I would love. So um, how amazing would it be if, because you know, the defenders, even though they have their own form of like magic-y type things, but like not the broader big like Marvel magic-y right. things. Like what if Moon Knight was like the first kind of like supernatural-ish hero that Jessica Jones ever like met besides yeah. that? It just mean like, what even is this? I mean, all I ever wanted was Jessica Jones interact with Tony Stark like once. Yeah. Because she fun. would have been immediately annoyed with him and he would have tried to smooth talk her and she would have had none of it. <laughs> um, But okay, wait, Ashley, do you want to... Do you want to expand on something Connor just said about there's a rumor about who might pop up in Moon Knight? Oh, wait, no, I missed that. Who? Oh, he well, he was just talking about if they ever, the characters, if they brought them in from uh, the Netflix shows. Um, Is it going to be Daredevil? Isn't it? Isn't the rumor that Punisher could make a cameo? What? What? I have not actually heard this rumor. I thought that's what you were referencing, Ashley, because you said what? someone who shows who might show up later. I thought she was talking about the third altar. Yeah, oh, that's right. who I thought she was talking about. Uh, I totally thought you were talking about Punisher. <laughs> Where did you hear Punisher? Altar. Yeah. I, I've heard the rumor a few times. I don't know if it's true. There's always like a zillion MCU rumors. And uh -huh. I do feel like weirdly a lot of them are true, but then there's like the ones that are nuts, right? Because I was spoiled that, uh, that uh, Patrick Stewart was going to be in Multiverse of Madness, but like Ashley, we talked about this. Like, I really was like, well, that's so fucking obviously fake. There's no way that's true. And then it was true. Mm -hmm. oh, I, so now I, I'm like, see, I need it to be true. Some, no, I, I kind of saw some truth in it just because like, um, I know I did see the, I didn't, the, I didn't know about the um, Patrick Stewart thing particularly, but I knew like X-Men people might show up. And I also right. just like given Scarlet Witch's history in the comic books, as well as at some point they do have to do something with, you know, I mean, mutants and, and bringing them in. So it might, you know, pay off to start flirting with the idea now. Um, that being said, I don't know if I can see, uh, I mean, to be honest, the next time I could, I could possibly see a defender coming into the MCU would be Jessica Jones and She-Hulk. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's when I personally could see it happening. Oh. 
Um, I mean, we we clearly already have a lot of answers when it comes down to to Daredevil and um, Kingpin. I think, I mean, also just because the show is so good, fans were just very much like, yeah, you need to figure out how to make this work because we're not letting uh, we're not letting Charlie Cox go. Um, but I think that um, I think Jessica Jones had a good enough audience that they're going to figure out a way to to do that with her too. I don't yeah. see them doing that with Moon Knight. I mean, we could always be wrong, but right. I do think also Punisher has a good enough audience with the casting like my the only thing i don't care about when it comes down to casting when it comes down to defenders was iron fist they can do whatever they want with that we can yeah yeah, yeah. We, we yeah can i'm good i'm good yeah on you don't have right. to do anything with him at all if you want to recast i'll pretend he was there the whole time you do what you feel is best i don't care about that <laughs> everybody else you can keep um but like i that's i think she hope would be the next time because like it's weird. This is like sort of street level sort of stuff, but it's still, you know, uh, meddling with magic. And I just feel like the defenders are just the best when it comes down to that street level sort of entertainment, like Hawk, like Hawkeye. That's why it was best to bring in. Yeah. King ben. yeah. No, I, I, I suspect this will connect to, uh, I had forgotten their name, the midnight suns with mm-hmm. black Knight yes, and blade. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, mm. I think there's also like, if you want, if, if, okay. Like my, I think my reasonable prediction is like, Black Knight shows up. I think that that's very possible. They could get him. A crazy prediction is they they bring in like the Ghost Rider from Agents of Shield. That mm-hmm. would be. Listen, I'm going to go on my. I think he was really well cast, and it's like a shame if they don't use him again because that was one of the str- that season was one of the strongest seasons of Agents of Shield, and it had two completely different halves of the season. Right, there was a Ghost Rider half, and then the the framework half, and then at the end they brought everything back together. But I thought like both halves were like truly fantastic, and I loved that Ghost Rider. Yeah, um, and I would be really bummed if they didn't if they like just ignored that because he was really good. And even in the context of that show, we learned like they made it so he was like a different ghost rider. Like we saw how he became ghost rider. We saw the other ghost rider. Like they did it like really well. And it would be a shame to like waste. And that guy's really hot. So <laughs> there you go. that's the yeah. real reason. You just want him and Oscar Isaac to be on the same screen together. Right? Part. Yes. That was yes. the important part. <laughs> um, but okay. So God, we're, Oh, so then, Oh, right. Then we get, they leave, they steal the papers, they get to the desert. Conchu does the thing that Ryan mentioned. He does the best <laughs> laser light show yeah. ever. Yeah, right? As well as a never touch it. <laughs> and uh Conchu even says, like, uh, like like he said earlier, if this goes wrong, I'm gonna be put in stone. He says it's going to happen. It looks really cool. My notes literally say, I have no idea what's going on, but this looks pretty cool. <laughs> um he moves the sky to see what the stars look like. Layla has some weird iPad to track everything. She just has that constellation app. <laughs> <laughs> right, sure. Um, then Kanchu is imprisoned in stone. Mark slash Steven passes out. Um, and then we get Harrow going to see Kanchu. And I, I actually was a little worried. I was like, oh shit, is he gonna like smush that statue? I definitely thought so. I was like, Me right? too. <laughs> I really thought you said like he was just gonna either either that or he was gonna take it. Yeah, like I was like, oop, it's in his hand, they're not watching, but then it was fine, I guess. <gasps> but yeah, so like this this ties back to something that I said earlier. Like the gods are like weirdly being like very generous and <laughs> like uh like towards towards Harrow. It's like you know, why, why is he even back there? Right. Like, 
you know, it's like, why is he even back there in the first place? Unless, you know, to uh, to, to Ryan's point, they said earlier, like, if we find out in like an episode or two that like, uh, they were all working with him or something. Um, it just seems so it just seems so odd, right for him to just randomly be there again. Yeah, I agree. I, I just found out that we only have three episodes left. Yes, <laughs> yes correct. Yeah. God damn it. God damn these shows, man. <laughs> Like, I love Marvel so much. I don't want your listeners to think I don't, but like, come on. Six six 40-minute episodes. What are you you doing? To give Ryan uh, his Marvel cred, you did do the, what was it, the 24-hour movie marathon? And 37. I did one for Civil War and I did one for Infinity War. Oh, Jesus. You did this. I've done done the distance. And I most recently completed a marathon of all of the Spider-Mans leading up to No Way Home. Okay. So I've done it in both directions now. Ryan, you know, <laughs> I've said this before about you, but like you like I feel like you are very uh you have a lot of good like internet cred slash experience. <laughs> like you always have like the fucking wildest stories. <laughs> well, thank you. No, I I just I I like this show and I like all the pieces and I'm wait I'm waiting for the click. And I and I yeah. I think that there's like a lot of weirdness and I'm hoping that like next so I assume he's lost his powers now. I believe so. I, I, I that's think, what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. But so that means next episode is like we're gonna get everything finally. We're gonna get well, all. Well, here's these- the thing because he's passed out, and and what we see la- last between um, uh, uh, Layla and um, Stephen slash uh, Mark as she's calling for them. Well, she's she's uh, calling for Stephen because he was the one who uh, was was in control at the time. This goes back to my theory. I I do think Jake Lockley is the one who's going to come to in the next episode if you pay attention to the outfit he's wearing here it's the outfit in the what i think was marvel's character posters of the different altars um so my i personally think that that we're gonna see a new altar at the beginning of episode four um Hmm. and that that in itself may be a whole thing uh because what Konshu tells steven you know they're, they're gonna imprison me and when they do you tell mark to come and get me but if neither steven or mark is the one who comes to how is that going to um, play out? I mean, we see from when from the blackouts, Jake can very clearly handle himself without the suit. Um, but like, I that's that's what I think is going to happen, just based off of um, them already hinting at the third altar, as well as like the outfit that he's wearing in in the end of this episode. But yeah, I do believe he's without his powers now. Mm. Okay, so like, we'll f- we'll finally get like the Loki on the train episode <laughs> you know just some good I, deeply sexual subtext for I, 40 minutes i liked that doctor who episode <laughs> yeah that was yeah. my yeah i mean that that episode is so good i love i love loki so much i love that show connor i think i said the same exact thing that it, like it felt like an episode i kept saying that sylvie felt like a doctor who character it, it's well that just that whole episode just yeah. felt, because it was because it felt so standalone and it was on a train and it was and like that, it was just wackiness and like goofy banter back and forth. So it's like, it really just felt like a Doctor Who episode. Yeah. It, it reminded me of all the stuff I used to draw of the female and male doctors kissing each other. It was great. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I am, I, I do, I do feel like excited about the back half of this because we, we've done like so much crazy stuff and now we're going to get like probably just like a, a depowered, possibly Jake running around trying to figure out what's going on and like, and I assume we'll be using um, wh- uh, what's the, the the woman's name? I, I forget the other Layla. 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 I assume Layla will be the point of view character for the next episode. I, ass- mm-hmm. I assume. Ooh, yeah. I, I now I hope that. Yeah. 
<laughs> sorry if I if I made that. Yeah, if it doesn't happen, <laughs> don't blame me. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I'm All wondering. Right. I'm wondering how long it's going to take Harrow and his crew to like um date because I I just remember that one scene where there was the eclipse and Harrow was telling everybody it's like keep digging no matter what and it just occurred to me everyone was digging with just like regular shovels and pails and it just occurred to me it's like wait if this is supposed to be like a tomb like of a god shouldn't they have like whole excavating equipment not like you know what you bring to the beach <laughs> and if and if it's like a tomb you can dig up like why doesn't she just come out herself right <laughs> well you know the god it's the most powerful enemy of its all sand <laughs> yeah, right yeah like uh, yeah I'm, I'm waiting for for that explanation i also i want to know more about harrow i want to know like I want his backstory, actually, because he, he's kind of a fascinating villain, but I don't know enough about what he wants or cares about yet. I, I want more. I, I will say that he's, for me, he's kind of just like most of the other MCU like dude villains where it's like, all right, sure, fine. I, I, I wish they had gone a different direction with the cult leader. I wish he'd been like Tony Robbins. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish he'd yeah. been like the Righteous Gemstones, like, like, yeah. like, like a Southern revival preacher like kind of vibe because they haven't done like I feel like there used to be more conservative coded villains in the MCU and they've sort of gone away from that and I would like that to come back it's it's interesting because you did say like um because uh, it was said earlier that like you know this is a person despite all the weird wonky logic he truly believes in what he's doing uh for it but in a weird way I kind of wish to your point it was like almost the opposite where just like the whole the whole cult Ooh. thing is just it's just a sham it's just yeah. an act because he needs people to help him just I know it's more kind of like traditional snily whiplash style uh, villain but I actually kind of like that especially when you've got somebody as cool as Ethan Hawke like I feel like he yeah. could he could have done a really good job of performing like making it like seem very sincere and earnest and then once he's just by himself it's just like like mask off just like oh this is the thing because ethan hawk can do volume well like ethan hawk can go crazy yeah and i, I sort of want that but yeah and i also think you brought this up earlier but like the thanos thing i do wonder if thanos taught marvel the wrong lesson which was like okay the the villain has to be right and has to believe they're right and it's like but what if they're just like a like a shithead like, why, can't, <laughs> why can't the villain just be like yeah i'm a bad guy yeah. <laughs> like that's okay sometimes <laughs> i mean yeah i will say like i mean not to go back to jessica jones but to go back to jessica jones that's for me why um yes Kilgrave worked so well because he was just like a total piece of shit i mean he <laughs> thought he was right and he didn't yeah. think he was evil but like she was very clearly evil and also yeah. like kind of scary, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, the best villains are the ones that are having fun. Right. Yes. Like that's like, I mean, the Joker, baby. Like, that's uh. just, uh, <laughs> no, but like, you know, like a good villain should be having some fun with it. And I do think Ethan Hawke could have more fun and maybe they'll let him loose in the back half. Who knows? Mm. All right. Well, okay. Now that we're at the end, uh, what was your favorite <sighs> scene from this episode, Connor? Oh, dear. Um, <clears throat> I. I th I think I think my favorite scene, and I know they're technically two different ones, but for different reasons. I actually really enjoyed the scene on the boat, not so much honestly, more for what was actually happening, but just for the visuals. It was just it was very pretty. It was very relaxing. I loved the I loved all the colors on on the lake uh, and everything. Yeah. And then um, the 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 fight, uh, and then the big fight scene with the horses and um, giant staffs because I'm a fight choreography nerd, and I was like, ooh, that's cool. Uh, Ryan. That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> I should have had an answer ready while you you guys were talking. I, I I actually 
I sort of liked the retro vibe of, even though it was kind of ugly to look at, I liked the retro vibe of the fight scene on the roof. Uh, I, I I think that there's more Indiana Jones territory that could be mined here. And so I, I liked the whole like licking of the dagger <laughs> and the like slapping the guy and the having fun with it. And then the jarring end to it, waking up like in a cab, which, you know, I've done that before. Um, and I, <laughs> I enjoyed that kind of vibe. And I, I, I hope when he's depowered, we get more of like the Indiana Jones, the mummy kind of like swashbuckling. Hmm, yeah, yeah, that's what I would love that too. Um, Ashley? Um, well, I guess like as an actual scene, it would probably be Steven and Khonshu moving the sky together. Um, the the entire process really of like, we, like there's this, this thing that Steven himself can do that may not be, you know, fighting against, you know, a bunch of people on horses, but it's like him getting this feeling of like using your intellect. And then this is, this is, I mean, I think Khonshu himself says, I call the gods and you call the worm. But like he shows in the scene, like he's he's not just a, a worm. Um, but also just a quick reference to Oscar Isaac going from Mark straight into Steven without the mm. whole blackout yeah. thing that we've been yeah. getting into. Yeah, that, that face, was really cool. That like he literally turns into a complete, you know, that that face acting. Um, I mean, he he didn't need to wait for Moon Knight to show us that he he had the ability to do that. We've always known he has, but like being able to finally like see that transition compared to how we've been going from personality to personality. Like I, I need, I need more of it. You, you right. Ra- yeah. You raise a very good point of like, we don't, we don't need any more examples, but that is such a wonderful small example of like why having somebody is like the talent of Oscar Isaac to be like, have that moment. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I appreciate anyone who can do that. Um, my favorite scene was just that that fight scene, the lawn fight scene on the compound. Mm. I thought it just looked fucking cool. Um, all right, what uh, grade do we give the episode? Uh, I'll go first to give everyone some time. I'm gonna go again with a, a B plus. Um, yeah, I still I have the issues I have. Still enjoy. I think I might have enjoyed this episode the most. Um, yeah, Ashley, what grade do you give it? Uh, yeah, I'll give it a solid B. Like. I want people to understand. I think really the issues that we keep bringing up are all things that are going to be solved when the entire series yeah. comes together. Like they're more so questions that this is what MCU, they kind of leave us, you know, hanging on certain things so that we come back looking for answers. Um, and so I don't necessarily think it's like a matter of this episode isn't do this. What is what's going on? It's just like, okay, we have these questions and that's why we're tuning in every week because I, I do have a good gut feeling that everything's going to get answered. I've heard good things about episode four. Yeah, so overall, did like episode three, um, so I would give it a B. Connor? Yeah, no, I think I would also give it a B. Like everything that you've already touched upon, um, but even, I was just thinking about it, even if nothing else, even if there was like those small gripes or questions or things about it, whether this particular episode as a whole, um, when I think about it, um, the other sense of maybe not even just the story, um, but just like I've, I've been really enjoying the visuals of everything. I, yeah. I like the visual style. I've been liking the fights. Um, I know this is a minor thing. Um, I've been loving the music that they've okay. been putting throughout it like every time like I, I love the music in the end credits like every time i'm like oh heck yes um but yeah like even with those small things i can no matter what even if i have questions at the end of it i'm still like oh, i still enjoyed myself i had a yeah. nice time yeah i'd agree with that yeah ryan i would give it a b okay uh i think this was my least favorite episode of the three so far Okay. Uh, I really liked. I really liked episode two, but I also think that like because this show feels so much like the Defenders shows, 
mm-hmm. I'm frustrated that I can't binge it. Yeah, I I think this show could this the show. I felt that way about Falcon and Winter Soldier too. Like this show and that show, and they they could benefit from a binge almost. Yeah, like I think, like for like I, I have this sort of theory that like Marvel shows haven't really figured out the best format for them. So like like Hawkeye to me should have been a movie. I feel like Loki should have been like a much longer serialized Doctor Who show, and this I feel like is like a straight up like binge it in a weekend yeah. Netflix show, you know, and, and make it kind of a little more dark and violent. So I feel like the tones are all, and the formats are always kind of wonky because this is like, you know, that what the fourth show they've tried. So like, they're, they're not really, they haven't figured it out yet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Um, all right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you like Slayer Fest 98, you can find us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can subscribe to our Patreon. We're going through Harley Quinn season two, and maybe we'll eventually get back to what if. Um, and uh, if you want to follow us on social, we are at SlayerFestX98. I am at Ian X Carlos on all social media platforms. Ashley, where can everyone find you? Uh, Ashley K. Smalls on all social platforms. I'm mostly active on Twitter and TikTok. And if you are on Twitter, uh, you can uh, also find the Marvel Fans Assemble community group that I run. So if you want to talk more about this and share more theories um, or maybe yell at me because you hated my thoughts here, that's a great place <laughs> to do it. Um, and also you can visit my blog, brooklynblur.com. And Connor, where can everyone find you? Oh dear. Um, okay. Um, I'm I'm mostly active on Twitter and uh, you can find me at Twitter at at space underscore man underscore spiff spaceman spiff from calvin and Hobbes. uh and um i also do uh, i also stream video games on twitch um you can find me at spiffs games uh at, at twitch and yeah that's really it and ryan where can everyone find you uh i have a very annoying twitter account which you can find uh, at broderick and i write a much better newsletter which you can find uh at garbageday.email and I do a podcast uh, called The Content Minds, which you can find at thecontentminds.com. Cool. Well, we'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.